BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Becoming a member at Navy Federal Credit Union could help you to earn more and save more. Their certificate options could earn you more than standard savings accounts with competitive rates. Not all financial institutions offer you as many choices for savings options as Navy Federal does. For example, you can start your savings journey with a low minimum deposit, add money at any time, and watch your savings grow. Thanks to flexible terms, you can use Navy Federal savings options for all kinds of goals, short or long term. Navy Federal also offers equity loan options to help you get the funds you need to consolidate high interest debt, work on home improvements, or cover any of life's big expenses. To learn more, visit NavyFederal.org. At Navy Federal, their members are the mission. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, equal housing lender, membership required. Terms and conditions apply, loan subject to approval. Here at How to Money, we're always encouraging listeners to think about some of the different ways they can earn some money on the side to reach their financial goals. And guess what? While you're away, your home could also earn extra income. Your empty space could be an Airbnb while you're traveling, because that's all you need to become an Airbnb host. Yeah, hosting is a lot easier than you might think, and you don't need to Airbnb a whole house. You can just host your extra spare room. So consider becoming an Airbnb host, because your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Supercharge your work decks with AI-powered Canva presentations. All you do is start with a prompt. You describe your, your presentation in a few words, and Canva presentations will generate captivating slides that you can then customize in seconds. Canva presentations are designed for every workplace and every department. Whether you work in sales, marketing, HR, ops, and more, Canva presentations can generate any deck you want for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can save time on any presentation with AI. Generate slides and seconds with Canva presentations at canva.com. Designed for work. Welcome to How to Money. I'm Joel. And I am Matt. And today we've decided no car, no problem. Right, Joel, we are talking about automobiles. Uh, we live in an age where everyone has a car, probably, right? Depending on where you live. Even two and three-year-olds, man. I'm seeing driving around the streets. Everybody's got a car. Those, those two-year-olds have two vehicles. It drives me crazy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's gotten out of hand. We can all agree. <laughs> but as we know, there are lots of benefits from, from having one less vehicle. And there are more ways today than ever uh, to make that happen. So I'm excited to talk about owning fewer vehicles with you today, man. Yeah, I don't want Henry Ford to roll over in his grave or anything, but I think even he didn't intend for us probably to have as many cars as we have typically. And I think a lot of people can benefit from having one fewer vehicle in their lives. And so we're going to talk about that and get into some depth on what that might look like, on how much money you can save, and think outside the box on how you can actually make it happen today on the show. Uh, but Matt, before we get to that, I wanted to let you know I had to hire a, a plumber recently uh, to come out to a rental property to fix a couple things. They did a great job. Uh, they were responsive and and they were quick and thorough and and yeah it was a good experience but 
I will say, I paid for that experience. And I was out of town, so I didn't really have another option. Nah, I was going to say, I was like, normally you, I feel like you handle your own plumbing, but when you're out of town, that's definitely an instance where you want to be hands-off, you want it to be taken care of where you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, for sure. And I, I will say I take care of my own extremely basic plumbing. <laughs> and, and this was pretty basic. I will plunge. <laughs> that's about it. But I talked to the plumber afterwards, and he uh, said, you know what? You might need a toilet rebuild. And... <laughs> I was like, what do you, what do you mean? Got to flush the fluids. Because uh. <laughs> basically, uh, if uh, any- A little rebuild, put some air in the tires. Because <laughs> yeah. if you know uh, what a toilet, how a toilet works, there are essentially two parts, the flapper and the fill valve, and they are extremely inexpensive oh parts, gosh. and they are incredibly easy to replace. And so, yeah, he explained to me what this toilet rebuild would look like and made it sound a whole lot more fancy than it actually was. And he quoted me a price of $350. Oh my gosh. To do the work. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I decided... It sounds like a ripoff, dude. Against that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, uh, because I have way too many toilets in my life, because I own multiple properties and our own house, I had to replace the fill valve and the flapper at my place on one of the toilets just the other day. It took me about 20, 25 minutes. And the Parts cost me $18. So, yeah, the difference in price between hiring the super professional plumber who does a great job and is very nice and very skilled, and I'm not against paying people for work that needs to be done if you don't feel like taking it on yourself or you can't. But I think it's important to note that sometimes when someone is trying to do a service for you, they might even make it sound a little fancier, a little more in-depth than it actually is. Like a toilet rebuild is a really fancy way of saying, I'm replacing the two most basic and easy to replace parts of your toilet. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. He was looking for that upcharge to maybe get a little bit extra out of you. But yeah, I'm with you. And especially too, I mean, 350 bucks. That's ridiculous one because you know he was trying to pull that over on you that wasn't going to happen but secondly because you can get a lot of new toilets for a hundred bucks <laughs> exactly <laughs> like 90 bucks if you've got a like a lowe's or a home depot coupon and then not to mention a lot of uh cities like oftentimes you can get a rebate if you haven't changed out that toilet in your home uh, if you have proof that you've purchased a new toilet and you've replaced it, you'll get a, a rebate for that toilet on your water bill and it'll pay for that toilet completely uh, in a lot of cases. And, and, so, and I've even replaced a toilet full on and it's not really all that hard. Right. Once, so, you, do it, once you do it once and you know kind of how the little the screws work and, and the yeah. wax seal, yeah, <laughs> all that. But uh, speaking of toilets, so actually I, I discovered something recently. So do you, do you have dirty toilets at your house? I mean... Typically, yeah. Uh, my dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I have kids, so yeah, they're dirty. I mean, so dirty from the sense of stains that you can't get off. Because we've had uh, this one toilet in the house when we moved into the house. Uh, it's always been dirty, and we've never really seemed to be able to get it clean down in the like the lower part of the toilet. Yeah. Uh, and we've tried bleach and all sorts of cleaners before, and I did a little bit of research, and it turns out it's not a stain, it's a mineral deposit. Yeah, is that something that just happens over time because you've used the toilet a bunch? Or? <laughs> I mean, either that or like in my mind, it's maybe from like the water as well. Maybe if you have hard water. Uh, but I did a little bit of research and turns out all you have to do to get rid of that is uh, use acid. And by acid, I don't mean fancy acid. I just mean vinegar. And so you turn off the water using the, the water cutoff valve and you flush the toilet, try to get as much water out of there as possible. And then just dump some vinegar in there and let it sit in the, the acid in the vinegar kind of breaks down those minerals a little bit and a lot of times all it takes is then just using a brush and those calcified mineral deposits on there get flushed right down the toilet oh nice in our case we got a lot of it off but there were a couple spots that i swear must have been there for like 10 years or something like <laughs> <laughs> maybe 20 years so i had to get it like a little plastic tool and got some gloves on and went to town on it. i had to like scrape it so hard to, to kind of pop them off the porcelain 
But once I did, man, I was I couldn't believe how brand new the toilet looked. But just a little tip: if you ever have some some toilets that you can't get clean with bleach, try vinegar. There we go. So it sounds like now our listeners they don't even need to go buy the hundred dollar toilet. They can fix up their old toilet for eighteen bucks and a little elbow grease. So yeah, exactly. All right, that's enough toilet talk. <laughs> yeah, we're not even this old house. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> We spent way too much time talking about toilets. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about our beer this episode. We are drinking Ourson, O-U-R-I-S-O-N. How would you say it? Urison? That's like, my guess. Like urine? Like toilet, <laughs> more toilets? <laughs> uh, Urison, maybe? Ourson? Ourson, yeah. Uh, but this is a beer by Tired Hands Brewing. Uh, this is a Saison, and I'm looking forward to enjoying this one on the show, buddy, and we'll talk about it at the end of the episode. No doubt, man. Me too. I love Tired Hands. Looking forward to having this Saison with you. All right, uh, but let's get on to the subject at hand. Today we're talking about no car, no problem. And obviously reducing your car ownership is not something that is going to work for everybody, right? Let's say you're a traveling salesperson. You need your car. It's part of your livelihood. So we're not talking to you necessarily in this episode. Uh, Single people, they might find going from one car to zero cars even more difficult, right, than a family, let's say, going from three to two or two to one. Right, but singles, you're still not off the hook, though. We're going to challenge you as well later on. Yeah, exactly. So today we are going to think through why ditching a car might make sense for you and the benefits you'll find from having one less car in your life. And people also, Matt, are thinking a whole lot more about this topic right now. Working from home has caused a whole lot of us to use our cars a whole lot less. Some of us might not even have opened the door of our vehicle for months. And that's not great for our cars either, right? <laughs> you might find a nest of rats or squirrels or something. <laughs> or ants. Like seriously, like this summer we had an ant infestation. I don't think we, we had gotten in the van for like close to a week, which was maybe close to a record for us. But uh, yeah, we opened the door and there was a freaking ant infestation in there. Uh-oh. Yeah, you can't let the kids eat in the car. <laughs> or if you do, you got to like vacuum up all the crumbs. But. True. Yeah. But yeah, a lot of people are having car problems because they haven't used them for such a long period of time, right? But yeah, that's part of the reason we wanted to tackle this subject on today's show. Right now is actually probably the perfect time to consider if the number of vehicles you own is actually best for you and your family. Yeah, man, that's what we're going to discuss today. And here's a little stat for you. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, transportation costs are typically the second highest budget category every month. The average American uh, spends $9,282 annually on average in vehicle ownership costs. Uh, and this is according to AAA. Dang. Yeah, that's a lot of money, dude. And so while we're all for smaller moves to, to put a dent in your budget every month, you know, like fewer lattes, maybe ditching Netflix, getting rid of a car can have a massive effect on your monthly spending very quickly. And then on top of the positive financial ramifications of eliminating a car from your driveway or you know the street in many cities, there are other awesome side effects as well. So we're going to get into all of those. And who knows, you know, even if you love your car, you might find some reasons to think again about whether or not owning that car still makes the most sense for you. Yeah, for sure. But it's important to note, too, that eliminating a car from your family's life isn't for everyone. Well, for one, if you live in New York City, it's super easy in all likelihood to own zero cars. But if you live rurally, dropping a car may not make much sense depending on your availability to work from home or your kids' activities. It's going to differ based on kind of your lifestyle, right? Also, if you do decide at the end of this episode that ditching a car doesn't make sense for you, at least do your best, Matt and I would suggest, to limit the cost of the cars that you do own. Two really expensive cars in the driveway can put a major strain on your finances. It can inhibit your ability to save for the future well. So we would suggest if you do have to have multiple cars, think reliable and inexpensive. That's the sweet spot of car ownership. Well, and Joel, you just mentioned cars being parked in the driveway. That's something else to consider because the average car 
is parked 95% of the time in your driveway. So most of the time you aren't even using your car. You know, our, our cars are certainly one of our most underutilized, but also most expensive assets. And that's even more true because of the coronavirus. You know, many folks have found a new normal working from home, and that could continue for years to come, making it even more likely that you can ditch a car. So, you know, we're going to challenge ourselves to think creatively and not just assume that we need our, our very own personal vehicle just because it's a, a societal norm, especially if we have big financial goals that almost $10,000 every single year, that would be much better off in our savings uh, and investment accounts. I just said personal vehicle. It actually kind of made me think of uh, personal pan pizzas. <laughs> also, not a lot of value there, you know, like you want to get the big pizza where you're all sharing it together. But I understand why they're appealing. I like a good personal pan pizza. <laughs> I don't order them anymore. But, but they're too expensive. <laughs> that's, the, that's the problem. If, if everybody gets their own personal pan pizza, remember, we're, we're arguing against vehicles. No, totally. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so we're going to discuss more about the reasons that you should consider cutting a car from your life and then how to accomplish it without too much difficulty. We're going to get to all that right after the break. Joel, I think there are a lot of folks who start small businesses and they're surprised at the amount of behind the scenes, the admin type work that they're not all that thrilled about. Getting your books together with, uh, with some final figures so that you can file your corporate taxes, for instance. That's something we've been in the middle of. But it can really gum up the gears, potentially keeping you from doing the work you love. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,000. 25 and 1. That's right. Yeah, 37,000, that's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. And one, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. There's a lot of power in the simplification of having all that information in one place. Helps you make better decisions. That's right. And right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash howtomoney. That's netsuite.com slash howtomoney to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash howtomoney. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so Woo-hoo. we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And now a word from the show sponsors at Betterment. No matter how hard of a worker you are, you probably like to kick back, relax, and just chill every now and then. But if you're an investor, that's the last thing you want your money to be doing. You want it to be out there working hard and kicking butt. 
That's exactly what the Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app can help it do. Betterment's automated technology gives you advanced tools that are built to help maximize returns. We're talking tools like diversified, expert-built portfolios of low-cost ETFs. Keeping those expense ratios low is key to seeing your investments compound over the years and decades. A high-yield cash account where your money can earn 11 times the national average. Listeners know that they need to have an emergency fund set aside for those completely unforeseen expenses. A high-yield cash account is the perfect place to park that money in automated investing technology like automated rebalancing. That way, if certain industries are, say, growing like crazy, your portfolio, it stays on track. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, performance not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. I got my first life insurance policy almost a decade ago. And hey, I'm still kicking it. I very much hope that trend continues, Matt. And since then, I've actually added coverage via Policy Genius. And if you out there, you're listening and you're worried that this is going to be a massive pain getting life insurance, think again. Policy Genius made it an incredibly easy process. If you have loved ones who rely on you and your income, life insurance is a crucial part of your financial plan. Not only does it provide a financial backstop for your family, it also gives you peace of mind too. Plus, the longer you wait, the more rates go up because life insurance rates typically increase as you get older. So if this is something you've been putting off, it's time to make it happen now. That's right. Yeah. And even if you already have a life insurance policy through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it may not follow you if you leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. So save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. All right, Matt, we're back from the break. We're talking about how to ditch a car and save money and other things too, right? There, there are a lot of benefits, we think, to eliminating a car from your daily life. And of course, our biggest concern is money, right? The upkeep costs, the insurance costs, the depreciation costs. Matt, you mentioned a stat just a second ago that the average car costs almost $800 a month when you factor in all those costs. That's so much money, dude. It's so much money sunk into something that is idle most of the time. You likely won't realize the full amount of that savings if you do ditch a car because you'll still need insurance on the one car you do have. And you might have other increased commuting costs, but you'll definitely see big money back in your life every year, right? We're paying for these cars. Even if your car's paid off, it is depreciating and you're paying for insurance and taxes every single year. So the financial impact of axing that car is the biggest check mark we would say in favor of making that decision to downsize your vehicle fleet. Yeah, Joel, certainly the financial implications, you know, the money saved, that's going to be the top benefit. This is how to money after all. Uh, but there are lots of other benefits when it comes to, you know, reducing the number of vehicles in your life. And one of those is uh, the, the health reasons, right? If uh, we can remove a car from our lives, that's going to likely mean that we're going to be walking more, that we're going to be biking more. And, you know, like both of those things counts as exercise, which we need in order to stay healthy. Sitting in a, in a car, commuting is rough on our bodies. So the more changes that we can make in our life to decrease the time spent in the car, it's going to pay off in us feeling better and being healthier. You, you might even be able to drop that gym membership too. You know, you're going to realize even more savings. Uh, and then, you know, don't forget about the increase in your mental health as well. For a lot of Americans, their car commute is probably the most stressful part of their day. 
unless they're listening to How to Money, in which case it's just pure bliss. <laughs> <laughs> it makes the commute a little bit better. Yeah. Uh, I love podcasts. And now everybody wants to clean their toilet when they get home. I'm sure they're inspired, right? Maybe so, yeah. <laughs> but Matt, let's talk a little more about happiness and driving a car and what, how that commute affects us. And we actually talked way back in episode 20 about how commutes are killing us. And there was a lot of evidence that came up against long commutes because they are really, really bad for, for us as individuals, right? And there was this book called Happy City by Charles Montgomery. And he he writes that a person with a one-hour commute has to earn 40% more money to be as satisfied with life as someone who walks to their office. Uh, on the other hand, for a single person, exchanging a long commute for a short walk to work has the same effect on happiness as finding a new love. I was like, That's pretty cool, <laughs> astounded when I read that 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 commute it's that is that big of a deal that it influences your happiness level to that amount. You just have to make a much, much bigger salary to make a commute feel like it's worth it. And if you're single, finding a new love, like that's like one of the greatest things that could happen to you, <laughs> right? And eliminating your commute and being able to walk or bike ride or something like that to the place where you're going to go five days a week. It's amazing that it can have that much of an impact, but I believe it does. Like I think the less we commute, the happier we are going to be. And it's not just this minor increase in happiness. It's, it's a pretty overwhelming amount of happiness that gets added into our lives. Yeah, it's so good, man. Hopefully, we're starting to convince some folks out there who are considering dropping a car. Uh, another benefit, you know, Joel, something that sucks, oil changes, car repairs, check engine lights, all those things. Uh, life is simpler when you have one less car to think about keeping clean uh, and in good working order. I couldn't imagine if I had two vehicles that I had to deal with an ant infestation in because of all the crumbs left there from eating in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got two cars, right? And so actually this episode, I think, is partially to help me convince myself to ditch a car. <laughs> but I will say one of the cars is an electric vehicle. And those are much simpler vehicles. And so there's a lot less to worry about when it comes to maintenance and stuff like that. So that does help. But but even still, I'm feeling the pull. I'm feeling the, I'm feeling the need to ditch one of those cars in favor of a simpler life. Yeah. You know, so like whether you do the work yourself or if you just have to take it somewhere to get worked on by a mechanic, car issues, like regardless if you have a gasoline vehicle, if you have an EV, these car issues, they, they cause headaches uh, and inconveniences in our lives in addition to the money that we have to fork over to fix them. You know, back in episode 215, we talked about simplicity when it comes to our finances. And, you know, we talked about how we gain so much more focus and clarity of mind when things are simpler. And so we believe that if, if you have one less car in your fleet uh, to worry about, uh, that you're going to be able to, to have increased clarity uh, and life's going to be a lot better just because of the, the simplification involved there. Yeah, you know one other thing that'll make your life better if you have fewer cars? You can have a nicer car, I feel like, right? <laughs> you can have one nicer car than the two cars you currently own. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, we're still not in favor of spending buku dollars on a vehicle because of depreciation costs in particular. But Matt, we're still a two-car family, and the two cars that we own are pretty cheap vehicles. But you guys chose, obviously, not to break the bank. But you did choose, because you are a one-car family, to have one vehicle that's a little bit newer with fewer miles, and that's just going to be a reliable car for you guys for years to come. Yeah, like we almost saw it as a sort of like a reward. You know, it's like, all right, you know what? We only have one car, and so there are some slight difficulties, and we'll kind of get to some of those hurdles that you have to overcome when you do have one vehicle later on in the show. But almost as a reward for that, though, it's just like, you know what? We can spend a little bit more and get a slightly nicer vehicle. We've been a one-car family now for, for over 12 years. And for the most part, you know, we've driven like very old vehicles, typically around like 10 years old. But when we finally decided to upgrade to a van, you know, we decided that we wanted to spend a little bit more on something newer. And so the, the van we got was about five years old. Because of that, you know, we saved a ton. It had already depreciated about 40%. But it was still by far the most expensive vehicle that we've ever purchased. 
We probably, you know, would have gone a little bit cheaper, maybe a little bit less fancy if we did have two cars sitting in the driveway. And so that's maybe just a, a, another sort of side benefit of having one vehicle versus having two. Yeah, get a slightly nicer one. Yeah. Matt, another big bonus of ditching a car and going down either from two to one or one to zero is that it's going to have major benefits for the environment as a whole. Cars and vehicles are actually responsible for about one third of our current pollution levels. Right. And we've actually seen since COVID started, a lot of major cities, the skies are clearing up above those cities because there is so much less traffic. Yeah. Fewer cars on the road. Right. I've seen those photos. It's <laughs> yeah. Pretty remarkable. It is in just a small amount of time. So if you are in favor of like a greener future with less smog for all of us, then taking a car off the road has this meaningful impact on the environment around us. Right. Yeah. And not just emissions as well, but the manufacture of vehicles. If you have one less vehicle, that's one less car that needs to be manufactured that gets used and put on the road that then ends up in a landfill somewhere. Yeah, completely. All right. So I think, Matt, we've given some solid reasons for people to consider getting rid of a car. It's not necessarily going to be easy though, right? So uh, let's take a break. And after the break, we'll talk about the hardships of owning only one car. You in particular can give some horror stories maybe. And then (laughs) how to actually make the one less car thing uh, an actual reality in your life. How do you overcome those hurdles? We'll get to that right after this. So we've mentioned on the show how we've got a Dominican trip coming up. We're going to celebrate, Joel, you and Emily. You're both turning 40 this year, so we're doing it up right. And a lot of listeners, they might have trips of their own planned. And sometimes those vacations can get expensive. So what better way to offset some of those costs than to have your home earning some money while you're away? Yeah, that's right. Why let it sit empty when it can be earning extra income on your behalf? It's a smart and practical thing to do. So think it through. Maybe you have some extra space in your home. Maybe you have a whole house to host. Or maybe you're going on vacation and your home is just going to be sitting empty. In every case, you can Airbnb it. You already have the space, so it won't be a huge adjustment. Yeah, I mean, the way I see it, if you're not using your space, you've got two options. You can either let it just sit there empty, or you can do some optimizing and make some money off of it. Really, if you think about it, you already have an Airbnb. You just need to start using it. Your home, it might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Hey, folks, it's Matt. I've got to tell you about something new I've been trying this year. I've been drinking a little Health Aid kombucha every day, and I feel amazing. It comes in so many delicious flavors, but my favorites so far are Pink Lady Apple and Ginger Lemon. So what exactly is Health Aid kombucha? Well, it is a fermented, bubbly probiotic tea that's good for your gut. It's blended with real fruit juice, and it's super thirst-quenching, a little sweet and a little tangy, and very refreshing. I'm sure you've heard about the importance of gut health and supporting uh, your overall health. It's something I've read up on a good bit over the past year, which is why I've made Health Aid Kombucha a part of my everyday routine. Literally every afternoon, I'll have some. It's super easy, and it's affordable, too. My favorite grocery store, Aldi, they carry it as well. If you want to give it a try and see how great you can feel, look for the brown bottle with an anchor and make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. A big part of being a responsible adult is taking care of the things you care about. For instance, my bike that I ride in to work on. I keep the tires pumped. I keep the chain greased. Gone are the days of leaving your bike out in the rain for weeks at a time, like a kid. (laughs) Simply put, the things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. And making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash howtomoney 
for 10% off plus free document shipping. As the primary breadwinner for our family, I've taken the steps to ensure that Kate and the kids that they're going to be taken care of if something terrible happens to me. Each will or trust is state-specific and customized to your needs. Their simple step-by-step process guides you from start to finish with ease. So get the peace of mind you deserve by creating your estate plan with Trust and Will. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash howtomoney. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, Joel, we're back from the break. We're talking about dropping a vehicle, right? Removing a car from your life. And right before the break, you kind of hinted maybe at horror stories. Oh, do you have any good ones? No, <laughs> I don't. So you said that and I was like, well, I don't have any great stories. Make one up. Come and on. I, I feel like that, that that's a testament that it truly is possible to, to be a family and only have one vehicle. In our case, we're a family of six. <laughs> There's so many of us. We have four kids. And even still, we are able to have one vehicle. Granted, I work out, you know, I work from home. And before that, Kate and I, you know, we were self-employed. We, we own our own business. But even still, there's times when we wanted to do our own things. And so while we don't have any horror stories, th- maybe that's because we did a lot of planning. And that's one of the things that you're going to have to do in order to have one less vehicle, right? Uh, if you're single, you know, having one less car, like that will likely force you to do more planning in order to avoid getting stranded or calling an expensive Uber after maybe the bus stops running or maybe just relying on a friend. And if you're sharing a car with a partner, you know, just remember that they have a schedule of things to do and places to go uh, of their own. And then, of course, not to mention if there are kids involved. So it will take increased communication in many cases to make this work for everyone involved. But I really do think it's pretty amazing that, you know, in over 12 years of only having one vehicle, like we really don't have any horror stories, man. That's good to know, man. Maybe it puts uh, some people who are like, I don't know, this sounds crazy, a little bit at ease knowing that you don't have any terrible things to share, at least from your exactly. experience. And 12 years, that's a long time. Yeah. Uh, uh, so another obstacle uh, to owning a car, one, you got to plan further ahead. Two, you got to push through annoyances sometimes, right? You might need to have a change of clothes on you after a sweaty bike ride because you ditched a car and that's how you're getting around in the summer heat, right? If you're biking more in inclement weather, you might need to buy some gear so that you can stay committed. You might need to get dropped off super early for something and maybe twiddle your thumbs for an hour, be bored <laughs> for a minute. And and that's not too bad. Yeah. Us as individuals being quote unquote bored is, might be a good thing from time to time. Yeah. Oh yeah. We could all use a little bit more boredom in our lives. That's for sure. You also, you won't be driving in a comfy car with climate control. So get ready to push through some annoyances as you make that switch. Uh, But of course, you also won't have to pay big bucks every month for that car any longer either. So just remember, tell yourself over and over as you're sweating in the summer heat or as you're getting rained on, whatever it is, that you're saving 800 bucks every single month or 600 bucks every single month, whatever it is. Do the calculations so that you could remind yourself as you're pushing through the pain, my bank account is getting way fatter because of this decision. Yeah, man, that 800 bucks a month, that's so great. And it's good to remind ourselves of that because excuses are easy. You know, they let you off the hook 
doing things that that seem a little uncomfortable. But yeah, as I tell my girls, no pain, no gain. And we we often find out a lot about ourselves when we encounter increased discomfort. You know, when we are bored for a little bit, sometimes these can be good things that that kind of add to our character. Yeah. So we might actually find that we save some money and we learned a little bit about ourselves. We've grown in some ways by ditching a car, maybe. become tougher all in one fell swoop. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk about kind of the nuts and bolts, Matt, of how to go about cutting a car from your life. The first and most important thing to discuss is location, right? Where people live, it's obviously one of the biggest factors for or against making this change. As I mentioned earlier, if you live in a rural area with tons of miles between you and your home, where you need to go, maybe your church, maybe kids' activities, the baseball field, then there's a chance it won't work for you. And you might not want to move and it might not make sense for everyone to move. But for other people, depending on their current housing situation, changing your location, especially being closer to where you work, is going to have a massive impact on your ability to downsize the amount of cars you have to own. Yeah, I know not everybody lives just two miles from an Aldi like I do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in particular, Joel, being close to work, like that's one of the major factors that will help individuals be able to, to make this move. Most of us work five days a week. And so, you know, moving within a few miles of your job site can really pay off in a big way, even if it means paying a bit more for your housing. Maybe in that case, like you're kind of exchanging costs a little bit, but don't forget of all the other benefits of not driving that additional vehicle. It's not just about money. Yeah, we said it's like making. 40% more, right? So you've <laughs> got to factor that into the decision. And plus the happiness of gaining a new love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know, the thing is too, this is again, if you're having to go into work. And so if you're working from home, it's even easier these days to drop a car. And that might even continue into the foreseeable future. Yeah. If you in particular work for Google and you're working from home <laughs> through 2021, you don't have any excuse, man. Time to ditch the car, right? But in reality, Matt, that is going to be the case for a lot of people. And I think it makes this decision a, a whole lot easier for people, um, especially now that Pandora's box is open. And you could probably ask your employer if you can work from home three or four days a week, that's right. uh, even once office life kind of resumes. All right. Another thing that's going to be important in ditching a car from your life is finding alternative modes of transportation. And one important method that's going to be helpful to a lot of people who are trying to get rid of a vehicle is public transportation. And really, that's only an option in some cities. I know there are lots of smaller towns in particular that don't have a robust transit system, and it's not something that you can count on. But don't dismiss it out of hand either, right? Many people don't consider taking the bus, and that is a perfectly viable option for a whole lot of people. For instance, Matt, where we live, I guess we could walk or we could bike to the MARTA, um, and that could help us get around town. But we could also take the bus system because it's actually pretty good. Yeah. And I know some of our friends take it, but I know uh, other people, it's just not on their radar. Yeah, I mean, our friend Andrew, he used to always take the bus and then hop on MARTA, our Atlanta train system to take that up to work. But more recently, he's been biking, taking his daughter to daycare and then biking to the MARTA station and then getting to work. I mean, so many options, right? Lots or, of options. Yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah, so I <laughs> if think... If you live in the city, of course. Right, yeah. So I think public transportation for a lot of people, it's something they can consider. Other people, right, just obviously dismiss it out of hand. It's not going to work for you. But I think for a lot of people who live in the city or even a lot of suburban locations with decent bus service, I had a friend who would take the bus from the suburbs every single day down into Atlanta and it worked great for him, man. Nice. And he was able to eliminate a car that way. Also, too, let's just quickly mention bikes. Obviously, we talk about <laughs> bikes a lot on the show. Yeah. <laughs> we won't overdo it. But a regular bike or an e-bike, I'm seeing so many more of those around these days. That, that can be the thing that allows you to get to the maybe semi-far away train station, uh, three or four miles, without breaking a sweat. So don't write those off. Definitely consider adding a bike into your routine somewhere so that you can make a commute without a car. 
Yeah, I'm hearing more and more individuals getting e-bikes who would never have considered biking to work. But because it is e-assist, it's so much easier. And yeah, like you said, they're not completely, you know, drenched in sweat uh, when they arrive at work. And so you might consider, you know, e-bikes as basically like a, like a personal commuter vehicle. Within that vein, there's folks who, you know, use like those little mopeds, like the little 50cc engines. That's a great secondary option. You know, you can get around town pretty quickly and you don't have to get them registered. You don't have to have insurance on them. I had one back in the day. It, it was wonderful. <laughs> you know, they have electric versions of them now as well. You don't have to worry about insurance. If I didn't have the e-bike, I'd totally go e-moped. Would you? I would. <laughs> And on that note, more folks are getting their own electric scooters, like the, the kind that you stand on as well. Um, you know, Bird, uh, Jump, and Lime, they've all made those electric scooters more popular, but companies are selling them directly to commuters as well. I saw recently that Wirecutter, they reviewed uh, electric scooters, and their favorite one, the one that they thought was best, only cost six, 700 bucks. Uh, it was one made by Segway. And you know, when you're able just to hop on that, give it a little kick and get rolling, you're not breaking a sweat at all. <laughs> and so we definitely want to encourage folks to consider some of these alternate means of transportation, some of these micro commuting methods. Yeah, for sure. I think, you know, tr- technology has just changed so much in, in the last decade that makes commuting without a car so much more of an option, whereas it felt like cars were, were the only option 10 years ago. And that's just not the case. And Matt, you just mentioned a, a couple of reasons why on the technology front with micro scooters, with electric bikes, right? Also, too, uh, ride sharing apps. They are oh, awesome yeah. for, for one-off events. And, you know, calling a taxi used to be a huge pain. But now everyone's got the Uber or Lyft app on their phone. And they've had a big time impact on helping us be able to get around town without the need for our own car. So obviously, if you're using these services multiple times every day, you're going to be sucking that one fewer car savings right out of your life. But if you use them sparingly, just on occasion, those services are going to ease the pain of single car ownership or or even of owning no car at all, right? In particular, it takes the stress out of last minute inconveniences that pop up knowing that you can have a car <laughs> right to where you are in five minutes to take you where you need to go. Again, you don't want to rely on it constantly, but it's nice to know that it's in your back pocket just in case you need it. And I totally agree. Ride-sharing apps make it very possible to drop down to a single vehicle if you have a family. The few minor inconveniences that we have had were quickly solved by being able to quickly call an Uber, you know, hail uh, a Lyft uh, that, like you said, showed up in five minutes. And Joel, sometimes it's not a a new or alternative type of transportation, but it is instead a, a different approach or a strategy to get to where you need to go. So for instance, you can carpool with a friend or coworker, and this isn't something new, <laughs> uh, but I feel like lately it's kind of gotten more steam because of some of the different apps. You can even carpool with someone you don't even know, you know, via Waze Carpool. There are a lot of cities that will even pay you to carpool in order to reduce congestion on the roads. You know, so think through, like, how creative can you get when it comes to, you know, ride sharing? As you think through that, that'll give you, you know, another massive boost in making ditching a car possible. Yeah, I've carpooled with a coworker who lives just one neighborhood over. And you know, at times, it's not quite as convenient if I like want to run to the grocery store on the way home. But that's one of those things, right? Planning a little bit further ahead, uh, pushing through some of those annoyances in order to make something like that work. They're actually really simple solutions, Matt, that most people just don't consider because you know two cars is simple and easy and you're fully autonomous. So why not just keep going in that direction? Well, we would say think outside the box. And, and these are some helpful ways, different approaches to actually help people get there. And also, Matt, let's talk about carpooling for your kids, right? That's right. We just talked about carpooling yourself, but do you have to pick your kids up from school every day? 
I mean, they might not even be going to school right now, right? <laughs> They're probably doing virtual school for a lot of kids. But it's important to consider whether or not you can share these duties with a friend who also has kids at the same school or kids who participate in the same activities. And uh, oftentimes that saves you time. It cuts down on some of that frustration of having to be in the car all the time uh, by, by splitting the duties with someone else that you're friends with. That's something that's easily done, but just not often considered. Yeah, so carpooling, it's a great practice when it comes to uh, implementing, you know, moving down to one car. Another good approach is to actually give it a shot before you sell a car, right? See if you can go a few weeks or maybe a couple of months even only using one car. You can even make it a challenge. You might just see that it's completely possible before you force this new lifestyle on yourself. Uh, You don't necessarily have to go cold turkey. But, you know, maybe on the other hand, if you know that you can ditch a car, then, then going all in and going ahead and selling it, that might be the, uh, the commitment, you know, where you go all in, uh, where you force yourself to only rely on a single vehicle. If you know that keeping that second car or even that one car around uh, is going to cause you to, to use it more often, which it most likely will. If, if you have a perfectly good set of wheels sitting there, it's, it's hard to say, you know what, I'm going to ride my bike this time. <laughs> uh, so if you know that that's there, sometimes you're going to over rely on it. And so maybe even committing to getting rid of that, that might be a necessary step that that makes losing a car a reality for you. Yeah, Matt, we covered a lot in this episode about ditching a car. I think there are a lot of people out there listening who should be considering it. And for those of you out there who have listened to this whole conversation anyway, and you're like, that's ridiculous, I'm not going to do it. Well, I've got one final suggestion. And for people that don't feel like they can downsize a car at all, I would strongly suggest looking into renting uh, one of your cars out when it's not in use on a site like Turo.com or Get Around. And if you can rent your car out and actually make some money from it, it's not nearly as much of a drain on your bank account if it's working for you on the side when otherwise it would have been parked. And so look into that. Make some money from your vehicle as opposed to letting it sit there and just costing you money in your in the line item of your budget every month. Yeah, that's a great thought, Joel. And, and so again, becoming a, a one-car family or maybe cutting a car altogether isn't for everyone. You know, some folks just like driving like I do, although I, I don't like driving to work every single day. I like driving on a road trip where I'm going on vacation. <laughs> but the, the pandemic has forced our lifestyle to change. And so for many, that means more working from home, which is great if you want to ditch a car you currently own. And at the same time, technology has brought improvements that make it so much easier to only own one car in many cities and even in suburban contexts as well. So we hope that you consider making a change for your finances and for so many other great reasons as well. Yeah, Matt, I feel like a bum right now. And I feel like we got to list our second vehicle <laughs> immediately on Craigslist or something like that and uh, or Facebook yard sale, try to try to sell it because we really, we really could go down to one car. I think it's easily doable for our family. It's. I definitely see it in your future. I mean, too, once your new bike comes in as well, you kind of got that fresh battery on that e-bike, you're going to be scooting around no problem, barely even pedaling at all, you know, like, <laughs> like they do in the little video that when they're trying to sell it. There's like only three shots where somebody's actually pedaling. No, I still like to pedal. That's part of owning a bike, man, is the pedaling. I like it. <laughs> you got to pedal. Yeah. But I need to take a dose of my own medicine and, and make it happen. All right, Matt, let's get back to the beer that we had on the show today. This was a Saison from Tired Hands Brewing Company called Eurozon. And so, yeah, what were your thoughts on this beer, man? Or maybe you say it hours in. I don't know. Maybe. Not, not too sure. <laughs> but yeah, man, this was a really stinking good beer. I was going to say a fantastic beer. It was tart and acidic, while it also had that kind of light and fizzy body going on that a lot of times you can expect from a Saison. And it also had that 
distinct funkiness that you get with the Saison in particular one that's been barrel aged you know it had so much depth and funkiness going on um, you, we've, we've said this before how you and I we need to drink more barrel aged Saisons and this has completely convinced me that I need more of this type of beer in my life but uh, yeah man I'm, I really enjoyed it I'm glad this is one that you were able to pick up for us thanks for sharing yeah I don't think I can add anything to the tasting notes I think you described it really really well all I can say is it was delicious, and I would like to drink more beers from Tired Hands, in particular, more saisons from them. <laughs> yeah, seriously, this was so good. And not to mention, so the the label, the artwork on this one is awesome as well. It, it's like an illustrated moon that kind of has a skull face on it. Uh, it actually reminds me of like there's this old French film. It's called like To the Moon or something like that. But it's uh, like the rocket ship lands and hits it in the eye. Oh, okay. You, you, I'm sure you've I'm seen sure that seen illustration that, yeah. around before. It's ringing a bell. But it kind of looks like that, like after the moon died or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the skull on it but like that's kind of the visual on the uh, on the label there but i'm with you man i'm a huge fan of of this beer and in particular tired hands in general me too man all right that's gonna do it for this episode for folks that want show notes for this episode just go to our website at howtomoney.com and you know it would really help us out as well if you would leave us a review if you haven't done so already head over to apple Podcasts where you can leave us a little message there and joel and i we actually read every single one of those because we're also looking for feedback in case someone says something in there that's a little bit more constructive right? Some constructive criticism is always good. We can always get better. So yeah, if you haven't done that already, head over and do that. That really helps us out. Joel, that's going to be it for this episode, buddy. Until next time. Best friends out. Best friends out. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Upswell Marketing would like to remind listeners that most people don't belong to two gyms. They don't see two dentists or trust two auto repair shops. So when customers choose your small business over your competitors, they're really choosing you. Upswell Marketing's unique approach includes direct mail, search engine marketing, and social media ads. And in fact, that formula and media mix has fueled more than 10,000 small business success stories. And new customers receive 15% off their first order when they mention that they heard about Upswell on this podcast. For more information, visit upswellmarketing.com. Hey, it's Matt here for Health Aid Kombucha. This bubbly probiotic tea blended with real fruit juice is deliciously thirst-quenching and great for your gut health. Health Aid Kombucha comes in many flavors like Pink Lady Apple, Passion Fruit Tangerine, and Ginger Lemon, which is one of my favorites since it has that extra ginger kick. I'm a big fan, though the kids prefer the the mango lemonade. It's organic, it's non-GMO, and a great alternative to sodas and other sugary drinks. Just look for the brown bottle with an anchor in your local stores. Give it a try today. Make Health Aid Kombucha your go-to for a healthier, happier you. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. 
Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep.